This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's up, Warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, Chris. Before we get started today, uh, I just want to give a shout out to all my listeners and all my guests who have been on here since I started this podcast. You know, I wasn't sure where this was going to go. You know, I, I didn't expect there to be guests on here. I didn't really have a direction, right? I just wanted to do it as, a, as another outlet for myself. Um, and I just want to say after last week's episode, it, it was one of the most successful podcasts I've had to date. And we hit numbers that uh, podcasts that were sitting for, for a couple months didn't hit. So I just want to say thank you so much. Last episode with George was very special to me. And George, I just wanted to say thank you if you're listening to this podcast. Um, that was probably my favorite episode of all time simply because we got to talk about Santi and we got to talk about all the things that quite frankly society doesn't really talk about you know birthday depression episode I thought was great you know it was right after my birthday it was one year since we lost our brother and uh you know I again thank you guys so much I can't possibly say it enough um Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the dynamics of friendships and mental health. So when I talk about the dynamics of friendships uh, and, you know, mental health, um, you know, we have fake friendships, we have trauma bonding, um, we we have fading friendships, you know, friendships that you were once strong, but, you know, you guys drifted apart, uh, you know, life happens. So today I just want to kind of cover all of those the best I can, and hopefully you guys can relate. Um, in some way or another. So to start off, you know, everybody at some point in their life has had someone say, you know, I'm here for you, or you can always tell me what's wrong. But as we all know, uh, understanding mental health problems can be difficult, despite how common they are. So when you say you're here for somebody, what does that mean? And by that question, I, I'm simply speaking on when people say that they're there for you. Most people don't know what that entails. Most people doesn't know what that exactly looks like. When I say I'm here for somebody, I know the challenges that come with having mental uh, health struggles. You know, uh, same with loss, same with parent issues. You know, if I can find some way to relate what to what you're going through, I can 100% help you. But most people, when they say they're here for you, I feel like just say it, says it as, uh, words of comfort like do they actually mean it you know uh i think that kind of falls in, in that category of uh, maybe not a fake friendship but not the friendship you think it is you know it's you know you can tell somebody what's going on in your life but uh, it, it, it all depends on the person right it's circumstantial i feel like if you're telling somebody uh, what's going on at home and you know you don't really talk to that person it it can become awkward. It, they could start treating you different. They stop responding to your messages. I've had it happen to me plenty of times. And I know who I can confide in and I know who I don't confide in. And you just have to find that specific person in your life who can emotionally understand you, uh, help you validate what you're going through. Uh, you know, of course, there is options outside of friends that can help you um deal with your mental health struggles you know there's there's peer support groups there's there's therapy there's counseling there's everything for everybody out there and what i like to do with my platform is try and express what those those resources look like it's not just therapy it's not just medicine there is so many different options out there for people now and i can't possibly stress it enough how grateful i am to see society as a whole just you know it, it seems like we're in a better place you know it seems like we're slowly getting there 
um, you know, with the 988 number um, coming through and it being official, you know, they reported it's been doing really well. And when you think about it, yeah, it's it's sad that we have so many people in this world that have struggles to where they feel they need to call a crisis hotline or they need these mental health resources. But deep down, I think we all knew how bad it was out there. We just, you know, it we become numb to it. You know, you hear it on the news every day. You hear suicide numbers go up. You hear overdoses, you know, so on and so forth. And again, it's something that society has become numb to and creates that stigma for mental health. Like, oh, well, so-and-so passed away today or this uh, all these people pass away and most people react to either, wow, that person meant something to me or, oh man, another person's gone. That sucks. And I want to break that stigma. You know, we're, we're missing so much compassion in this world. We're, we're missing that ingredient of giving shit about each other again. And I feel as a friend for myself, I have always been a giver. You know, I, I don't take uh, any energy from anybody, uh, you know, if it's reciprocated, great. If not, you know, it, it sucks when, when you put so much of yourself out there and you don't get it back. And, you know, that, that kind of brings me into the fading friendships uh, conversation. You know, there's, there's friends in my life who I thought I was a lot closer to and fast forward to now, uh, you know, you just see the complete opposite and, you know, it sucks because, life goes so fast and you're never ready for the change. You're never ready for those people to disappear. And it's, it's an unfortunate part of life, but you don't have to react to it in a negative way. You can look at it as, you know, we shared a lot of really good memories with each other. We, um, you know, we formed formed a bond that I, I couldn't possibly replicate with anybody else. Um, for me, the fading friendship thing, uh, somebody that has a big heart like myself, it's hard to accept. You know, it's hard to process the fact that um, I might not be good friends with that person anymore. And uh, I'm not as close to that person as I once was. But you also got to realize that some of those fading friendships could be a blessing. You know, maybe maybe they were an energy leech in your life for so long and you just never wanted to see it that way. And I have experienced that with somebody who I was friends with for over 10 years. You know, she was an energy leech, you know, uh, I couldn't be happy unless she was happy. And that was something that, yes, I take full responsibility for um, not wanting to see her for what she was. And it, it took her walking out of my life to see it. And, you know, I'm going through that right now where, um, with somebody else who I thought I was a lot closer to than I am. And you can only put so much of your energy out there for somebody. And at, at some point you got to put yourself first and match their energy. You know, that's something my therapist and I just talked about. Um, when you match energy with people, you know, you, if you set low standards for people, you won't be disappointed. Right. And if you match the energy somebody else is giving you, then that person is not going to live rent free in your head. So, uh, you know, after that session, it, it just kind of clicked in my brain. It's like, wow, you know, it makes a lot of sense not to invest so much energy into somebody who doesn't really seem to want to do the same. So basically what I'm saying is put yourself first, uh, uh, you know, whatever that looks like for you. You know, if that means you stop reaching out to certain people that you always reach out to first, stop doing that. I need to take that advice myself and stop reaching out to people first. But um, again, I know who I can confide in. I know who I can trust and I know who would actually give the same energy that I would give out. Right. Um, so the way to work with uh, friends that have mental health struggles or yourself and they don't seem to understand is start with self-awareness. You know, self-awareness is something that is very important. If you know your boundaries, you know um, what things you can or can't tolerate, that's the first step into taking care of yourself. Um, and communicate your needs with that person. You know, if they're being a little too aggressive, they're being a little too persistent about something you're supposed to do with that person, communicate your needs. Again, 
boundaries is something that I'm probably going to preach very, very loudly in this podcast because boundaries are something that I have struggles with sometimes, but I've gotten better. You know, um, I, I've created boundaries for myself with my parents. You know, I, I've created boundaries with, with people who I thought were um, better friends than they are currently. And, you know, once you put those boundaries up for yourself, man, you, you'll have that inner peace within yourself. And um, most importantly, um, support each other. You know, um, if that person says, hey, I need a little more time to, to deal with this, I'm going through something, or you communicate that to them, respect each other enough to give that support to somebody. When I say support, I don't mean, you know, bow to their every needs and, you know, uh, put everything on the back burner for yourself to support that person, but make sure that you guys can lean each other when you need it, you know, mental health isn't something that, oh, well, it focuses on this age group. It focuses on this gender. Mental health is something that everybody can be affected by. You know, not everybody has depression. Not everybody has anxiety, but there are people who have more than just those two together, you know, and funnily enough on on Facebook, uh, I found this post that I posted. I thought was pretty funny. It's like, you know, uh, I have depression, but thankfully I have anxiety too. And you know, it's, it's funny, but it, it's true. You know, uh, again, when you're leaning on somebody, you don't know what that person's going through. Sometimes they can be internalizing a whole lifetime's worth of trauma. But at the same time, again, communicate your needs and support each other. It's two points I couldn't possibly stress enough because if you can communicate to that person, like, Hey, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, X, Y, Z and why it doesn't work for me or, the way you worded it came off as aggressive or whatever you are wanting to tell them, you know, make sure you stress your point to that person, because if you can't put boundaries up for yourself, nobody's going to respect you. Nobody is going to support you in the way that you need it. So how do you be a good friend uh, to somebody who's struggling with mental health? Um, number one, validate what they're saying. Um, and that, that goes that goes for uh, anybody, you know, uh, whether it's your parents that are going through something or uh, a sibling, uh, a friend, most importantly to me anyway, um, validate what they're saying. If they're telling you how hard their day has been or a loss that they just suffered, validate what they said. Like, listen, I'm so sorry that this happened and let me know how I can support you, which brings me to my, my second point ask how you can help somebody that help can be just listening just listening to so many event could do wonders i wish i could have had that when i was younger i didn't have anybody to listen without being criticized without being um what's the word without being told that i'm a man and i can't feel these feelings you know um there was a movie that i was watching last night uh it's called funny people with adam sandler seth rogan and adam had said something to seth rogan in a restaurant where he's like you're a grown-ass man crying don't cry in here don't cry in here you're gonna make a scene again a stigma that has been thrown around for in society for so long is you can't show emotion because you're a man you can't express yourself because you're a man and again if you can validate that, whether it's man or woman, if you can validate what that person is going through and ask them how you can help them, even if that looks like venting, don't be judgmental. Don't, don't throw out society's uh, false standards and saying that, oh, well, you're a man, so you can't feel the way that you're feeling, or uh, you're a woman, you can't do these things, whatever, you know? Um, be understanding of their limits. You know, um, if, if they express to you what they're going through and they don't want to say anymore, it's like, okay, don't push it any further than what they're willing to express to you. I have vented to people about something and had to cut myself off because it was just like either a, I didn't feel like I was being validated or B, I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. And I've, I've done that plenty of times. You know, I, I have friends who I trust more than my actual family, but I also know 
my limits. I know what I would want to express to a friend versus what I would want to tell Jessica, my therapist. Um, if you can, if you can respect somebody's uh, limitations, you know, they might come back to you and they might confide in you, you know, they might start to trust you, you know, you start gaining that trust with them. Again, venting or allowing somebody to vent to you is, is massive on, on such a high level. I couldn't possibly put it in enough words. Just listening to somebody tell you about their, their struggles is, is something that I feel like a lot of people take for granted. You know, I, I don't feel that enough people understand what it means to let people vent to them to the point of where this person has gone through all these traumatic events and has never been hurt, has never just had someone to listen. You know, when somebody's venting to you, avoid cutting them off, avoid giving criticism, avoid giving them advice, let them finish their thought. And if they ask you what they should do, then you give your thoughts. You don't go right into, oh, well, you know, my dog died and, you know, uh, you know, I, I broke my leg yesterday and, you know, whatever they're venting about, you don't cut in and be like, okay, well, do this, this, and this. Like, no, 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 no. You let them finish. And if there's advice that they want from you, they'll ask for it. Um, either they're going to ask you for advice or when they're done venting, you know, you can give your point of view and avoid criticism. Um, which brings me to my next point. Do not gossip about anybody who is struggling with mental health. Um, I have been, I don't want to say the victim. I have been the focus point on gossip to people that I have vented to, to people who I trusted with my life and people that try to use that as a weapon uh, towards me. And again, you got to be careful who you confide in because the walls have ears. And I say that a lot because it's true. Um, the walls do have ears. And with that being said, uh, there's something I wanted to bring up uh, in this podcast as well on, on the gossip point. On social media, um, there are people on your Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, who will pretend to be your friend, who will play spy for whatever friend you blocked or whatever friend you just had issues with. I have had it done to me so many times with my own mother. She had people adding me on Facebook spying for her. And then she would ask me about what's going on because quite frankly, her and I don't have a great relationship. You know, uh, we have drifted apart the last 10 years and every day we drift further away. It's a sad reality, but to go back to my point, some people play spy on your social media. And when people, when people hear this, you might laugh and be like, yeah, okay, there's nobody on my Facebook spying. It's a very real thing. And, uh, you know, you got to look for the signs of, of people that are doing that to you because I've had people come up to me and be like, hey, what's going on with this? And I've never talked to them. Or, you know, somebody I haven't been friends with in over five, 10 years. And uh, all of a sudden, one of their friends tell them like, oh, hey, this person's talking about you or whatever. Um, I, again, I don't like to make enemies with anybody. Uh, if somebody walks out in my life, you know, yeah, I'll probably be heartbroken about it depending on how strong our friendship was. Um, but I always try to avoid gossiping, you know, gossiping does nobody any good and you got to be the better person in, in these situations. Um, Going back to my point with uh, helping your friend, though, don't gossip about what this person is going through. If this person just went through a breakup, it doesn't matter if it was two weeks. It doesn't matter if it was six months. A breakup can affect everybody differently. Um, you know, if they lost a parent it, that they didn't have a good relationship with, don't gossip. You know, again, you have to have that trust with that person that you're communicating with and vice versa, you know, and it's something I feel a lot of people just don't know how, how not to do is gossip. You know, somebody's always talking. Somebody's always listening. People have done it to me and almost got, uh, had me lose my job. You know, it, it happens. Um, but be the better person. Don't gossip, you know, be the change that you want to see in the world. I know that's like the corniest saying in the world because I've heard it so many times, but if you want change in your life, you have to be, you have to be, 
the person responsible for that change. So if you're trying to help somebody going through mental health struggles, don't gossip what they're going through. Um, another good one is, you know, changing the subject or creating a distraction for that person. I always try to do this with everybody who goes through uh, what they're going through, uh, especially loss. Loss has been a really big part of my life over the past uh, two years, as has it been for everybody else. I've had people come to me about people they lost. I've, I've lost myself, obviously. And the best thing to do in a lot of these situations, if, if somebody is high on emotion, if somebody is having a breakdown or if somebody's venting to you and they start having a panic attack, if you can change that focus um, to, to something else, you know, something positive, something uh, that they enjoy or whatever it is, that could help somebody tremendously. You know, um, when, when Santi passed away, uh, I, I had really close friends, uh, you know, one of my friends, Keisha, um, who was his fiance, uh, she came to me after he passed away. And, you know, we, we talked for about two weeks and helped her find the help that she deserved. And, you know, she, I feel she's in a mentally better place than she was a year ago. You know, of course, uh, the emotion is obviously still very, very there. Grief isn't something that you just snap your fingers and it goes away. But, you know, it's if you can provide that distraction to people and you can be there for somebody um, in, in a way that they will come back to you if they have something else going on in their life, that is tremendous for anybody. And I highly recommend using this tactic probably before anything else is listen to them vent and then try to channel that energy and get it focused on something positive. You know, it doesn't have to be, oh, well, you can still be happy or, you know, it could have been much worse. Don't, that's not a distraction. That is invalidating. Um, but changing the subject or distracting somebody I feel is, is something that could be very useful, very quick. You know, it's kind of like de-escalating, you know, uh, going back to the um, Tiffany podcast I did a couple months ago, de-escalating a situation by creating that distraction. If somebody is high in, high in emotion, de-escalating by changing the subject or, um, or creating a distraction. Now, let's talk about the things that you don't need to do when it comes to dealing with, uh, or not dealing with, uh, helping somebody with a, uh, mental health struggle. You do not need to be available 24 seven. You know, somebody texts you at three in the morning, somebody texts you at five in the morning and you're sleeping and then they get upset with you. Boundaries. Again, I'm going to preach this word. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it a couple of times today. Boundaries is something you need to create for yourself in order to help somebody. If you, again, if you don't have boundaries, you're going to be walked all over. You're not going to be respected and you're going to be uh, set to a standard of, oh, well, this person is going to listen and they don't have any standards for themselves. So I'm just going to constantly vent on them and expect them to pour from an empty cup every single time. So boundaries, um, boundaries and not being available 24 seven is a very, very strong form of self-care. If you can differentiate um, being a good friend and taking care of yourself at the same time, um, I feel you're one step ahead of so many people who try to be there for everybody at all times. I, I can personally tell you that I was the friend for so long to be there for somebody 24-7 didn't matter if it was five in the morning, I would always wake up and respond to that person's message and go back to sleep. And again, complete disregard of self-care on my part. Don't be that person. You know, it, it took a lot of energy out of me to be there for somebody 24 um, seven. And I understand life happens. You can't control crisis sometimes, but again, there are resources out there for, for said crisis. You know, we have the text line, we have the 988 number, you know, we have so many different avenues of help. And yes, while it may be something that a lot of people, you know, aren't really crazy about talking to a quote unquote professional 
or, you know, talking to a counselor, talking to a therapist because of that stigma of uh, if you're going to therapy, you're this, or if you're seeing counselor, you're this. Um, Don't be afraid to look for those resources. And if you don't know what those resources look like, that person that you're trying to confide in at 630 in the morning while they're sleeping, ask them like, hey, I know you're sleeping, but can you help me find resources uh, to help me with X, Y, Z? You know, don't expect somebody to respond to you every every second of the day. You know, one, it's unrealistic. And two, I feel that's a, a, for, a form of being selfish and not, not caring about that person who's trying to be there for you. So the most important part of this is don't be available 24-7 and don't expect anybody to be available for 24-7. Um, do not put yourself in danger to watch over a friend. I have had a gun pulled on me because of me trying to be there for a friend, Um, me trying to make sure that person wasn't going to get hurt. Do not put yourself in that situation. Your life is as valid as their life. And if they have no regard for anybody else's life uh, except for their own, that's when you either need to set that boundary. Like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this with you anymore. Um, Here's a resource that you can reach out to. Or, you know, cut it off. You know, it's okay to cut a friendship, guys. No matter what anybody tells you, it's okay to cut people out of your life. And even if it's temporary, you know, again, boundaries. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record saying that word today. And honestly, it's something that I want to plant in the back of everybody's head who goes through this. Because I don't want somebody to put themselves in a situation that they can't get themselves out of because of not wanting to take care of themselves. Um, You don't have to feel guilty if things start going well for you either, guys. If you and that said person are doing the same exact thing, you know, you started from the bottom and you happen to reach the top before that person, you don't have to feel guilty for that. You encourage, help lift up people. I mean, shit, that's what Santi did for me. And I can talk about Santi now and and not I don't want to say not shed a tear but not go into high emotion about it because Santi no matter where he was at in his life whether that was getting a new job getting promoted whatever he would always lift everybody around him up I'm telling you to do the same exact thing for those people that are with you you all you have to do is encourage that person like listen it took a lot of hard work I know we started at the same time and you suggest to your friend, okay, this is what I did. These are the steps you can follow or do however, whichever way works for you. Don't be that person who reaches the top and, and gives them some sort of like false sympathy. You know, don't pretend to care that that somebody is uh, at at a lower point in your life. You know, we're all, working towards the same goal we're all fighting in the same battle we have to be there for each other you know lean on each other support each other lift each other up and and that's all it takes is a little encouragement can go so damn far so if you have somebody who is down on themselves because they don't feel like they're going anywhere in life they feel like they're behind or um you know, they see you at the top and they want to be there, but now they're, you know, feeling discouraged because you got there first. You know, you don't have to, don't rub your accomplishments in somebody's face, but don't feel bad for doing well for yourself. You know, we all deserve happiness. We all deserve inner peace. But in order to find the inner peace, you have to be okay with yourself. You have to be okay with your journey. You know, um, there is a quote that I was going to wait until the end of this podcast to read, but I feel it's very relevant to what I'm saying now. Being 30 years old, you know, I have been single 85% of my life and the last 11 years. I'm 30 years old. I got my apartment for myself two years ago and I don't have kids and I'm not married. And that's okay. You know, it's okay to be 30. It's okay to be 45 and not have any of those things. As long as you're happy, as long as you have inner peace, don't compare your situation to everybody else's situation because 
there are people like myself who had to start a lot later than others, who had to fight through a mental struggle, a mental health struggle that others didn't. That doesn't mean somebody is better than you. That doesn't mean that you don't deserve happiness. You deserve all of that happiness. You deserve all of that inner peace that you can provide to yourself. Lift each other up, you know, give give each other encouragement, you know, and uh, of course, you know, establish those boundaries within yourself, between your friends and and whatever else you're going through. Again, if you if you can find that inner peace in yourself, you know, everything is going to work itself out one way or another. You just have to be willing to put in that work for yourself. So when helping uh, somebody going through um, a struggle, you know, if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, take a break. Um, from that person if you need to you know you don't have to cut this person off you don't have to say hey I don't want to be your friend anymore because uh, you know you're just going through too much and I don't want to deal with it you know just say hey I need to take some uh, personal time for myself you know a little bit of self-care goes a long way you know uh, establish that boundary be like hey I need a break you know I I can't be there for you every second of the day like I stressed earlier um, and share your role with others if you can. And what I mean by that is if you have a circle of friends and you both know what this person is going through, if you're the only one helping that person, which is perfectly fine, express that to that other person in your circle. Be like, hey, listen, like this person's going through this right now. I have put in a lot of energy into this. Can you help me? And if they say no, again, respect that boundary, but also um, you know, you have to be willing to um, accept that person saying no, that they can't help that person. Um, but you need to help that person. Well, you don't need to. You can help that person find resources for themselves if you need a break. If you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, and again, if, if they happen to give you like some sort of pushback and, you know, just kind of like, stress out and be like, Oh my God, you're leaving my side. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, you again, encouragement, you know, be like, Hey, like this isn't, this isn't a goodbye. This isn't me walking out on you. This is me taking care of myself. I can't pour from an empty cup. Um, I need to take care of myself for a few days, you know, whatever you need, put yourself first, you know, make sure that you're, um, practicing self-care because, you know, for example, uh, one of my friend's daughter who's going into uh, the 911 job, um, I myself have uh, had applied for that job and unfortunately I didn't get it. Um, but those guys and girls deal with so much on a daily basis that I feel they need to practice that self-care a lot. And, you know, what if you're not in that line of uh, line of work, I know it's not exactly the same, but being there for somebody who leaves you overwhelmed after the first sentence, you know, sometimes you just need to take a break from that person. Sometimes you just need to give yourself some time to essentially uh, not, not deal with it, but like process it and, you know, take a day off for yourself, take a day away from social media, disconnect, recharge, you know, and a lot of people don't know how to how to practice self-care and self-care is is unlimited you know there is no such thing as wrong self-care you just have to be willing to take care of yourself before you take care of somebody else because if you're still bleeding from an open wound and you're trying to be there for other people man you're just going to bleed on everybody else you're just going to um what's the word um Okay, here's a good one. Um, since I wrote it down, trauma bonding. Um, if you're forming a connection with somebody based on uh, things or an experience, uh, a painful experience um, that you're not necessarily proud of, um, you're going to re repeat those negative patterns with somebody. You know, if uh, you're both in an abusive relationship and you decide to break up with that person, but then you meet somebody else who is just as bad or you guys are both on a diet and that person's like, Oh, well, I'm not going to diet this week. I'm going to go out for fast food. And they encourage you to do the same. That's trauma bonding. Um, it's something that 
I've actually been thinking about for the last couple of days uh, based on a friendship that I have right now is, was it really a friendship or is it just trauma bonding? Because me and that person uh, have gone through a lot of similar experiences with our parents and, you know, fast forward to now where our friendship is both fading and just kind of reevaluating um, what I'm going through right now is, you know, matching that energy with that person, I think is going to be beneficial in the long run um, simply because again, I put in so much energy into this friendship and not to say that they haven't, but I feel I care more about being friends with this person than they care about being friends with me. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into it wrong. Um, but again, this is, this is why I'm in therapy. This is why, um, this is why I'm at the, the point in my life that I'm at because I'm still learning every day. That's why I do these podcasts because there's all this information on the internet, right? You know, there's all these websites, you know, there's NAMI, there's child's mental health. There's, there's so many resources that are on websites, which is great. But how does the message get that out there now that we're in uh, the technology era of, of social media? Uh, you know, we're constantly on Instagram, constantly on TikTok. Yeah, we're in a positive direction with seeing everybody uh, share their stories. But I feel we can be in uh, a lot better of a place um, now than we could be or than we are right now and uh i just feel there there's all this information on the internet that i wish was all out there and people can go to because there's so many people who i feel doesn't know that there's these resources or doesn't know how to look for the resources and has that label thrown onto them by a doctor and uh you know i just want to stress to everybody who who does listen to this episode that you don't have to be defined by your diagnosis, by your symptoms, by whatever label the doctor throws on you. You're depressed. Oh, well, I'm depressed, so I'm going to stay depressed and nothing's going to get better. I have anxiety. Okay, so I can't go out in public. I can't do this. I can't do that. The more you say you can't, the more you won't. The more uh, encouraging, uplifting things you say to yourself uh, you know, positive self-talk. I, I've talked about this on, an, on a previous episode. If you can start talking to yourself like you talk to the people you try to help, it could go a long way. And again, that goes that goes with the inner peace conversation that I was having. Um, if you can, uh, if you can get that inner peace and honor your inner child again and try to be happy you know, try to accept the, the good in your, in your life, you can be at a lot better of a place than you're at now. And I'm not saying you're in a bad place by any means. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, um, if you're struggling with something and you don't know how to get through it, positive self-talk, man, you know, uh, set those goals for yourself. Uh, and, and that goes with, with therapy. You know, um, I talked to my really good friend, Victoria, uh, who is going to be seeing a new therapist soon. And, uh, and I told her the most important step of, of therapy is knowing what you want to address because most of us who go into therapy uh, think it's just uh, sessions for venting. You know, um, therapy is a, is a, is a self-care plan, right? It's where you want to be in uh, two years, where you want to be next year, where you want to be in six months. If you can set goals for yourself, you know, whether it's a month goal, whether it's a week goal, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a certain time length. If you want to be at a certain place in your life and you want and you're open to therapy, that's what therapy is for. You know, I uh, I had a conversation with my friend Javier last night and he's like, you know, you wanted to done this a couple of years ago. Uh, I went to his birthday party and uh, they were all dancing. And at first I was just like, no, because I don't like people looking at me. And then, I, you know, I went out there and had a good time with them. And he's like, you know, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have done this. And I said, yeah, man, I mean, therapy is doing wonders for me. You know, I knew what I wanted to address. I knew what I wanted to um, focus on. And I did it. You know, again, therapy isn't for everybody. And I, I swear to God, I will say this every single podcast. But while it may not be for everybody, the people who are open to it, it could 
tremendously help you. It could change your life in ways that you didn't think was imaginable. Um, but for the people who are closed off to it, to the people who have had uh, bad experiences with it, that's, you know, that's perfectly fine. All you have to do is know where you want to be at your life uh, in a year and in six months. You can get there as long as you're willing to put in the work for it. And that's that's the most important part of of growth is, you know, there are people you're going to run into your whole life that are either toxic, um, beneficial, not beneficial. I hate using that word that can help you with your growth. That'll teach you lessons, maybe that not uh, some that you not necessarily want to uh, to learn, um, but it teaches you a lot about yourself. It, it teaches you endurance. It teaches you strength. Um, for those fake friends, for those friendships that you're not really sure about anymore, it's okay to go through all these things. You're not alone. You know, you're not never going to be alone, no matter how alone you feel. Um, if there are people that listen to this who are in the mental health group uh, that I have on Facebook, if you need resources, if you need help in these podcasts, you know, you just can't find the time to listen to them. I'm, I'm here to use the platform that I've been given and, and help you any way that I can. Um, there are a couple things that I wrote down here um, that I think might, might help you um, with, uh, with your friends and you know mental health and that whole dynamic between each other um if you share if you can share coping tools with each other i feel that's a really positive first step for a lot of people um when i first started this journey uh with the mental health and being an advocate um if you can share coping mechanisms with people for me it was music I have a playlist that probably has days worth of music on it. I've shared it with so many people and um, music can be a, a doorway into somebody's soul. You know, uh, some people just don't look at music like that and that's okay too. You know, whether your coping looks like taking a walk in nature, going to the beach, you know, it's, there's no such thing as wrong coping. You know, of course, unless you're doing something illegal or harmful to somebody, I wouldn't recommend that, but coping looks like so many different things you know and, and i've talked about that in previous episodes of uh of what coping can look like for some people so you can share coping tools with uh with somebody then i feel you you can you can definitely help somebody um at least get the first couple steps of of healing for themselves um recommending resources for people now this one this one i kind of wrote down and gave it a little bit of thought. Um, if you have a friend who is going through loss, who is going through a really bad breakup or uh, a death in the family, whatever it is, be careful on recommending the resources to somebody because it could come off as I don't want to hear what you're going through. Um, I would I would say wait a little bit before you start recommending resources to somebody because it could give the wrong message to somebody. I'm like, wow, you said you were here for me and here you are just sending me somewhere else. You know, uh, again, going back to the beginning of this podcast is validating what somebody is going through. If uh, you have a friend who just lost a parent and loss is loss. It doesn't matter if it was a parent, it doesn't matter if it was a pet loss in a family or a loss to a spouse is probably one the hardest thing in the world to deal with. Um, recommending resources for people with loss it's it's a good thing but you also have to let somebody uh process uh that loss you don't jump right into oh well hey here's the, the hotline let them let them deal with you um try to avoid recommending resources right away you know if if you're somebody who wants to help somebody and aren't sure how and you have friends who are in the mental health field, or you have friends who can de-escalate that person's emotions and be like, listen, I know what you're going through. Let me know how I can help. Um, and, you know, move forward from there. That's okay too. Um, but don't put yourself in a position where you're going to get overwhelmed immediately and you're not sure how to help this person because anybody who's in a, a high pressure, high emotion situation, 
some people just don't know how to process their emotions when they're going through it. And that person they're trying to confide in, if you just say, okay, well, here's a hotline to a high pressure, high emotion uh, person, it's going to send the wrong message and it could make them in a worse state of mind. And obviously that's something uh, us in the mental health field want to avoid completely. And, uh, you know, working in the crisis text line without even saying any of the situations directly, because I know it can't. Um, The most important part when you're in the crisis text line, when you're in the crisis hotline is making sure that person is brought to a calm and cool state of mind, right? You have to make sure that person's calm before anything else. You know, you can talk to them like a normal person, but you also have to be sure that you are, you are present for that person. You are listening, you are validating everything that they're saying, and you're trying to be uh, uh, empathetic to that person and what they're going, going through. So, you know, validate, be present, you know, be there for each other, lift each other up whenever necessary. Um, And, you know, I wrote this one down and I wasn't really sure if I should write weekly or monthly, but, you know, a weekly check-in wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a bad thing, even a monthly thing, you know, depending on where they're at mentally, you know, if, if a friend is there looking for advice or looking uh, for help with, uh, you know, grief or whatever it is, I don't think a weekly check-in could hurt. Um, depending on that person. Cause I know some people uh, don't like that constant check-in don't constantly like being uh, asked, how are you or what's wrong? Cause I know when somebody says to me, what's wrong more than once, it, it puts me in a, uh, in a negative state of mind. It's like, Oh, well, what's wrong with me? This person keeps asking what's wrong with me. Um, I don't think saying what's wrong to somebody is uh, terrible but I, I also think that there is a way to word that to where it doesn't sound so negative. So uh, when it comes down to helping somebody, um, you know, like I said, be present and be there for each other the best that you can. Um, and if you can't uh, seem to process what they're going through or it's a really high trigger for you, and I know that's, that's a very real thing uh, dealing with uh, mental health stuff is uh, – is a trigger. Cause I, I've had friends talk to me about suicide stuff. And for a while it was a heavy trigger, you know, I would get emotional. I would get angry uh, hearing about it because, you know, there's so many jokes about suicide. There's so many um, invalidations when it comes to suicide that I would just get angry and, and shut down. Um, if, if somebody is triggering you, you need to communicate your needs with that person. Like, listen, I would love to help you. And this is a very triggering situation for me. So I'm going to recommend you to a friend or recommend them that in that case, you can recommend them a resource, you know, um, and that won't come off as dismissive. Like, listen, I want to help you, but uh, you know, unfortunately this situation is very triggering for me. So that is a very good segue into recommending those resources for people. Um, Again, I want to stress uh, the boundaries part, and this will be the last time I say the word boundaries, I promise. Um, Put yourself first, no matter what. And I know that's hard, especially for parents. I know that's really hard to put yourself first because realistically, uh, you know, you're putting your kids first, but sometimes you got to put yourself first. You know, uh, I I remember hearing a conversation um, a couple of weeks ago where it said, uh, if you're a parent, do you put your kids first or do you put your yourself first? And mostly everybody put their kids first. And that person responds, no, like if you can't be happy, your kids aren't going to be happy. And I thought that was something that kind of like a light bulb went off in my head. Cause like, wow, like, again, if you can have that inner peace within yourself, happiness is possible all around you. So that goes the same for, for you parents that are listening. If you put yourself first once in a while, everybody around you can be as happy as you are. Everybody around you can be as peaceful as you are. For example, when my mom stayed here for a week, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I was a hundred percent mentally exhausted by the time she left, but we didn't get into any arguments that I remember. Um, And she's like, you know, this is the most peaceful that I've been uh, in the last 10 years because we didn't fight, um, you know, whatever. 
that's the environment I want to have around me is peace. I want peace. I want happiness. And while me and her don't have the best relationship and probably never will, this goes for the parents who have kids and the people who have parents that are uh, toxic, you know, put your happiness first. If you have to walk away, walk away. If you have to uh, deflect them to somewhere else, do it. Put you first, put that boundary down. I'm like, listen, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to hear this. That's all you have to say. You don't owe anybody an explanation. You don't owe anybody shit. Put yourself first. With that being said, this was a great podcast in my opinion. I know I'm biased because it's my podcast, but um, I I really enjoyed this one because it talked about some things that um, me and my therapist and I had talked about. Um, one of the most important pieces that I, I brought up was matching the energy of people. Um, if you can match the energy other people are giving you, I feel like, uh, again, that inner peace will be with you no matter what put in put good things into the universe good things come back you know uh don't expect things from people don't set your standards too high for anybody and you know make sure you're taking care of yourself um at the end of every podcast of course i like to read uh quotes because uh i feel they all are very good um some are more powerful than others this one i thought was really good this one comes from jennifer gale um and this is on friendships and mental health Some days you will be the light for others, and some days you will need some light from them. As long as there is light, there is hope, and there is a way. I absolutely love that quote, probably more than most of them, because it it stresses the point that I made in this entire podcast, and that's that inner peace, that light in yourself. You know, uh, I used what light was given to me from Santi, from Amy, from my therapist, and I have uh, shared that light with others. You know, I have created uh, a beacon um, for everybody else to come to if they need it, to listen to these podcasts, to see the posts that I put on Facebook, uh, you know, whatever it is, wh- whatever platform I try to express that as much as I humanly can. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I hope Everybody can get something out of this podcast as usual. Um, Make sure to put yourself first, set your boundaries, love yourself, and chase that inner peace no matter what. Be well and be gentle with yourselves, guys. Thank you.